This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about the joys of the first trimester and speak with Alice Bradley, author of Let's Panic About Babies. Woo! <laughs> It'll be like eight years from now. We'll be like, Whoa! I know. We'll be like, Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know something's horribly wrong if you don't get the woo. Um, hello, Teresa. Hi, Viz. How are you? I'm really good. I am too. You are. I am too. Wow, cool. I I have I have big news to share with oh you. Oh my god, I have big news too. Really? Yeah. You go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. No, 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 no. You no, go first. You, all right, all right. How about we go together? Okay. All right. On the count of three. Okay. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. I'm, I'm pregnant. pregnant. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were pregnant. I knew you were pregnant, too, because you told me. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I told you, and yeah, not, yes. Yes. Uh, so that's it. That's the big news. We're pregnant. We're we, both pregnant. We're both pregnant. We are, okay. Teresa, when did you find out that you were pregnant? <sighs> I found out the day after <laughs> we recorded our, like, first episode where we talked about... How whether, hard it is. Whether, yeah, how hard it is to get pregnant, whether we were going to get pregnant with our second kid, and where I went on and on about how much I didn't care yeah. about and how much I wasn't trying to get pregnant. Well, then the next day I found out I was pregnant. Yeah, I think that was the same episode where I was like, oh, my God, I'm really trying yeah. very hard to get pregnant. And yeah. I go home. We go home from that very first episode. And the next day I get this text. I text Teresa and I said. I am not pregnant. I just took the test. Yeah, we should say we're we're like our cycles happen to be like yeah. weirdly synced up. Yeah. So we were testing at like the same time. Yeah, we were roughly testing around the same time. Yeah. I mean, heaven forbid you sit with another woman in a tiny booth. Yeah. Over and over <laughs> and go walk once at least once a week. You know, it gets it's all weird and moody. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I send her this and I'm like, burr, 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 burr. and like an hour later I get this text that's like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, that's great. And what I didn't text was Sack of shit! You bitch! You How bitch. dare you do this oh, to me? Dear. Not only are you pregnant, but you didn't even want to get pregnant. <laughs> um, so then the game was on. Yeah. And I was like, you bring your fucking fertility monitor. Yeah. That, yeah, that you didn't even have to use this time. You bring it. Yeah. And I, I want all your pregnancy tests yeah. now. And yeah. so, like, I said, Teresa, <laughs> Teresa, like, drops off one day for the walk, like, a bag of grapefruit. Yeah. And inside the bag of grapefruit, like, from her garden, her yard inside it is like a ziploc bag of pregnancy tests <laughs> like there's nothing like it's kind of weird um, well you wanted them we should say because i feel well, like otherwise I wanted them. you wanted them but uh, otherwise it would have been kind of like bitchy to be like i don't need <laughs> yeah. these anymore you can take all my pregnancy tests i have no use for these <laughs> so the very next month i am like Stephen and I go to a wedding. We're all the way across country. Like, I literally, at this wedding, we've like, driven all over the world, like, literally at this wedding. And they're like, hey, we're going on, like, a wedding hike. And I'm like, great. And then, like, two and a half miles of, like, straight uphill and, like, three feet of snow, like, crazy-ass hike. I come back, like, totally broken. <laughs> and I find this email from my sister that says... 
Um, Dixton Lawrence. <laughs> D-I-X-T-O-N. Dixton Lawrence. <laughs> I had a very lengthy dream that you gave birth to a boy who you named Dixton. I made you repeat the name so many times you got testy. Lex and Mama <laughs> and Papa were at the L.A. hospital along with a weeping, happy Stefan who was sitting with and holding the arm sleeve of a man I assume is his grandfather. Your labor was like an hour long and Stefan was traveling, <laughs> so he got there after the baby was born. It took me hours to see the baby for whatever reason, and when I finally did, he was a big baby, and you were at your pre-pregnancy weight and already in jeans. <laughs> Interpret that. And I'm like, bye. By myself in the cabin because Stefan's got Katie Bell. And I just so happened to have brought my 32 pregnancy tests along with me on this trip. So you went ahead and took every single I one. took every single one, and they were all positive. So one month later to pretty much the date. <laughs> when is your due date? Uh, November 4th. Mine is December 6th. Uh-huh. So... Boom. Yep, right on target. One month later. One month later. Uh, and I think we totally dispel the myths of, just don't care about it. You'll get pregnant. Yeah. As soon as I stopped thinking about it, I just, I don't know. I just got pregnant. Because I was fucking thinking about it, and I finally got pregnant. Wait, I think you were thinking about it is actually an understatement. Probably. It was basically your focus. I was, like, wearing T-shirts every day yeah. that was like, <laughs> was, like, grow inside me. Um but uh, so clearly today's topic is going to be about the first trimester. Yep. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. First trimester. Mm-hmm. You actually are at the three-month mark right I'm, now. Yeah, I'm 13 weeks today. You're so 13. I don't know if 13 weeks technically counts as first trimester or beginning of second trimester. It's like right on the cusp right there. But I think you would have probably been willing to tell people a little earlier if yes. it hadn't been for me slowing you down. Yes, you were really <laughs> holding me back as usual. <laughs> um, and I, because when I found out, I was like, I would have probably been fine actually telling people pretty much right away, mm-hmm. um, which is going to lead us to our first little part of this discussion of when do you tell people? Yeah. Because, you know, you and I had these discussions a little bit before we got pregnant about, mm-hmm. like, how weird it is that people don't ever want to talk about the first trimester. Right. And I think that stems from, like, people don't—some people think it's just bad luck. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, like, weird luck stuff. Totally. In terms of pregnancy. But um, some people think it's bad luck, and I think some people are scared that if they have a miscarriage— It'll it, make them look bad or yeah, something. Yeah, is, like, is, is it that they broke? They failed? Is that they yeah. couldn't? Like, I never under, quite understood that because you 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 talk about because I you yeah me I'll you, go you go um, yeah I think there well there's this there's this thing where um, you well it's sort of like a double thing because you don't want to tell people you're pregnant and then have to go back and give them the bad news that it didn't work out because it kind of like makes you feel like, I don't know, like you jumped the gun or something. <laughs> you or weren't really pregnant. Yeah, I Your don't body know. wasn't it ready does. to it make makes, a baby, it makes which it, is so It makes strange. it seem like you weren't really, like it didn't really count. Um, yeah, and you don't want to, you don't want to like out yourself as like something went wrong. <laughs> but I think there's, um, there's, so there's that part of it. And I know we talked about this a little bit in that episode one, mm-hmm. where it's sort of like, you're sort of stuck because on the one hand, Like, you don't want to tell people and then something goes wrong. But then on the other hand, 
if something does go wrong, you right. still you you need oh you almost needed people to know more because you need the support of right. your close friends and family and right. you know just it, so. But on the other hand, once you tell people, you totally lose control of mm. the information, yeah. and so therefore. Whatever happens next, you know, it's, it's not up to chain. you to go to somebody and talk about it if you need to talk about it. It's you're going to have people coming to you. Right. Asking, how's it going? Yeah. Whether you want to talk about it or not. So it's I think it you are you're giving up some level of control right. over the situation as soon as you tell. I had a, a sort of a similar thing. And I wonder if this plays into why people don't talk about it. So it was like that first two weeks after we found out, I was really excited because mm-hmm. it's true. I mean, we really were trying. We, it took us a while. Um, I mean, it had been on and off like two years, and mm-hmm. we had stopped for a couple of different reasons and then back on. And, you know, and, and I was really excited. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting on the couch next to Stefan, and I'm like, I'm really excited. Yeah. And he, like, just turns to me and he says, I'm not going to get excited yet. And I was so like, what? It's like a punch in the it stomach. It really <laughs> was like a punch in the stomach. And I was like, okay. And then, like, before ripping his head off, I instead said, <laughs> all right, listen, I I get, I get it. Mm-hmm. I really can get it. But that really disappoints me mm-hmm. because I am excited. Mm-hmm. And it's disappointing that you can't share that with me right now. And he said, okay, this is a really horrible, honest discussion we're having. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is. I mean, there's nothing else you can say and it's fine. I'm just really disappointed. And then I came to you and talked about it and I was like, what do you think that's about? I mean, yeah. that's kind of weird. And you, were, I was like, so maybe I should. I mean, it made me feel suddenly like maybe I shouldn't be excited about it either. Yeah. And you had this great point of like, no matter what, if you have a miscarriage, whether you got excited or didn't get excited, you're still going to be devastated. Yeah. So why not enjoy, instead of walking around being like, mm, I might have a miscarriage. <laughs> I might have a miscarriage. Why yeah. not instead celebrate being excited about mm-hmm. it? I do think that because and I, wonder, and I I did have a miscarriage. Yeah. The first time I was pregnant, I had a miscarriage at like I think I was around seven or eight weeks. Yeah, um, they don't know for sure, but um, but it was it was really devastating. It was horrible, yeah. you know. And I'm I'm sure it's horrible at any time any that stage. something goes wrong. Yeah. Um, but then the next time I got pregnant, I was having that same conflict, and I realized like, should I be excited? Something could go wrong again. What if I? What if it goes wrong every time? What if I never right. have a pregnancy that? <laughs> that works you know all these things and um and what I suddenly realized was like okay you can't stop you can't prevent the devastation that you're gonna feel if you if something goes wrong and so why rob yourself of the enjoyment of being excited for for the first few months like if you are if you want to be excited fucking be excited like make your registry at eight weeks yeah (laughs) Totally. And I I really, I really, really think that that's true. Like, yeah. And I, cause I think it falls into that whole, like, okay, you, you, you decide when you're going to tell people Mm -hmm. one of the other downsides of not telling people that you're pregnant during the first trimester is that no one knows that you're going through all this horrible shit. Right. And like the very, like (laughs) the thing, (laughs) like (laughs) second trimester, you kind of start to feel better. I mean, you're going through other horrible shit, second and third trimester. Yeah. But like none of it compares to the first trimester, but everybody knows you're pregnant second third trimester because you look like a house fucking walking (laughs) down the street. But first trimester, you look pretty normal. And I know for me, with Katie Bill, Mm -hmm. I just, the idea of a miscarriage just like never occurred to me. Uh I mean, I don't know why. Just, you know. I, 
the idea of walking into the street and getting hit by a bus occurred to me every time I crossed the street, but a miscarriage now. Um, but this time, like, for me, the first, like, especially the first three to four weeks, mm-hmm. there was this, like, horrible stress. And it's about to get a little detailed. Every time I went to the bathroom. Yeah. Every time I went to the bathroom, I would sit down and I, I would just be overcome with this fear of, this is it. This yeah. is the day I'm going to turn around. Yeah. So flush the toilet. There's going to be blood. And there's going to be blood. Yeah. And I'm going to be devastated. Yeah. Like, what a shitty way to... It's awful. <laughs> That's like yeah. the first kind of thing. Fa- I think that actually comes before the nausea a little bit I with know. maybe number two. I, I don't know. know if that's only... I don't know about number ones if people have that, like, same fear. Uh-huh. But, like, being 39 and being, like, uh, and, and having had a hard time and, you know, and you, you can't help yourself not to compare yourself to other people. Oh, yeah. You either, like, meet a whole pile of moms that are, like... I had a horrible time with my, trying to get pregnant with my first one, and the second one was super easy. Or yeah. everybody you know had no problem getting pregnant with the first one, and then the second one they had like three miscarriages. Right? You know, like yeah. so all those things. Because the moment you tell somebody you're pregnant, those stories start coming, coming in out, yeah. and piling into your like library yep. of horror stories. Yeah, you know that you only yeah. sit there and compare yourself to. Right. But um, so. If you don't tell people, then no one knows that you're totally stressing out about that. Yeah. And then comes all the ways that you feel super shitty. Like, how do you feel? How did you feel? What are your, like, what's your first trimester, like, awfulness? I, I have one more thing I have to say oh, about the telling people yes, or not telling oh, people. Oh, I got to talk about Katie Bell, too. I forgot about that. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, right. Um, so the other thing about telling people or not telling people is some people don't want to know until they're in, like, the safe zone because they don't want to have to deal with bad news if it comes up. <laughs> no, it's true. Got, like, my family, we, by the way, constantly was like, don't mean to be crude, but I'm yeah. still pregnant. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> my family were totally broken. Anyway, No, <laughs> it's true. I mean, we, ha- like, Jesse and I have, like, a couple family members who, like, this time around, yeah. we decided not to tell mm. until we, like, made yeah, it to the yeah. end of, until we had, like, the good checkup at, at 12 and a half weeks or right. whatever. Um, because the first time when we told, or sorry, the second pregnancy, the pregnancy with Simon, when we told them at like six weeks and mm-hmm. they're, they're close family members and we thought, you know, we should this tell them because I was telling my mom and, yeah. you know, um, they were really weird about it mm. because I think they just didn't want, they just, I think they just couldn't deal with the possibility that something would go wrong and then we would soon be calling them to tell them something would go wrong and they would have to like deal with that burden or something. <laughs> no, it, it sounds really fucked up, but I think like there huh. is an element of that. Yeah. And like I have found sometimes when I am telling people on the early side, I almost like get weirdly apologetic. Like I'm trusting them with this information that could end up to be. Yeah. Like, sorry, but I'm pregnant. It's really early. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to tell you this great news, everybody. (laughs) I mean, it's really weird. That's really odd. Yeah. Uh, Well, okay. So one last story on telling people. So, um, we, Friday was when we had the sonogram and we saw the baby. Mm-hmm. It's a little toad. It's totally where Yay! it's supposed to be. And we hear its heartbeat. And I just slow down on the caffeine. And so we get our little printouts of our picture mm-hmm. and I put them on the fridge, but we were about to go out of town. So I didn't, hadn't, I was going to pick Katie Bell up from school. So she hadn't seen them. Mm-hmm. So we come back from being out of town and she walks into the house and like, it was like, a mag- her eyes were like a magnet to the picture. She like wow. walked in and she goes, what is that? And it was the first thing, the yeah. moment she stepped in the kitchen, what is that? And I said, oh, well, it's a baby. Like I'm yeah. growing this, I'm making a baby. There's a little baby, could be a boy, could be a girl, making a baby. 
that's the picture of it. Yeah. Starts off very small. And I showed her some old pictures of her when she, at the you know the first uh, mm-hmm. uh, sonogram, and she goes, "Okay." I was like, "Would you like to be a big sister?" And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, good." And we kind of just like process that. And then later that night in the bath, she goes, "Like I just came back up." Yeah. She goes, "So you have a so y- there's a baby inside of you." Katie was three and a half <laughs> years old, and I said, "Yes." It's very small, Katie Bell. It's mm-hmm. very small right now, and it's like I'm making its parts right now. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I am a believer. Like, be honest with yeah. your kid. Tell them what's so like, going on. I'm making parts. Like, literally, yeah. my body. Women are so cool. Yeah, we make other people. Yeah, right. Like, isn't that crazy? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm making brains, and I'm making eyeballs, and I'm making noses. I made your brain and yeah. eyeball and noses and all that stuff. And she goes, and I go, it's going to get bigger, and it's going to get bigger and bigger. And she says, okay. And then she goes, how is it going to come out? Oh, God. And I said. <laughs> Were you thinking that maybe that question wouldn't occur to her until no, like a few months from no, now? No, I just, I, just, I just don't like saying the word vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's purely my own uncomfort, uh-huh. with my discomfort with my own body. I was like. Well, it's going to come out of my vagina. And like yeah. Stefan from the other room, like stuck his head in later and he was like, You did that really well. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's it's awesome. Like, it's gonna come out of my vagina. And again, the eyes get kind of your vagina. And I'm like, Yeah, why would it do that? Yeah. And I'm like, that's just what our bodies do. That's yeah. just where it's gonna come out. <laughs> and I'm gonna she goes, Is that gonna hurt? And I said, not yes and no, but, um, you know, I'm going to go to a hospital. How is it going to come out? I don't understand. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to go to a hospital, and there's going to be a lot of professional people mm-hmm. who are going to help me <laughs> get the baby out. Mm-hmm. And um, and the baby's going to come out and be great. And I said, and sometimes if there's problems with it coming out of my vagina, they might do a, a process where they cut uh, open my belly and they lift it out. Mm-hmm. You know, you lift it out, like mm-hmm. taking the laundry out. And she was like, okay. And I was like, but. You know, but I wouldn't be in pain for that. It's, I know it sounds weird, doesn't it? And she's like, yeah, weird. And I'm like, you're weird. <laughs> um, and then this morning, she, like, says, let's pretend the baby's big enough for me to talk to. And so she started talking to the baby. And, like, this Aww. morning, she was like, I am your big sister, and I am going to be nice to you. I have to go to school now, and Mama's going to come pick me up. And then when I come home, I'll talk to you again. Oh, oh my God. And it's I'm, already started. All the cute stuff. All the cute stuff. Oh, until until this so kid precious. actually comes out, and she's like, pillow smother. She's like, never mind. Yeah, she's like, you're <laughs> ruining my attention time with Mama. Um, so, oh, that's really cute. Uh, it's cute. Till the beatings start. Um, all right, well, let's move into the good stuff. Yeah. How shitty we feel. Oh, God. And can I just tell you right now, we are again in a very small, I don't know if you've noticed this. Mm-hmm. Coming through the conversations the last couple of weeks, people. <laughs> but we are in a very small sound recording booth that is really fucking hot. It's really warm in here. There's no air there's, moving there's in here. There's supposedly ventilation. There's not in here. But you can't you can't tell no. that it's happening. So what about so what did you do? Is it, a what are you going through? And B, is any of it different than the first time around? Um, or is it exactly the same? It is not exactly the same. I think, like, with with Simon, I was super nauseous all through the first mm. trimester, but it was kind of, like, the same every day. And, like, um. I was just kind of kind of nauseous all the time. Um, and I gradually discovered that, like, the more I ate, the mm. better I felt. And then it was over. Like, 11 and a half weeks, <laughs> boom, I woke up one morning and I was fine. Um, this time has been totally different. I've been, like... I'll be, like, kind of okay one day, and then I'll be in bed. Like, Mm. I can't even open my eyes, and I'm so nauseous, I Mm. can't even go into the kitchen. Wow. 
being in the kitchen or even thinking about the kitchen <laughs> is like too much. Like I can't even there. We have this calendar on the wall and there's like a few days of the month that I ordered uh, food for Simon to have at school, which actually was a good idea yeah. because I didn't feel like making his lunches right. in the morning and seeing the names of the foods on the, <laughs> written on the calendar that said like what he was going to have. Like just see if I walked by and I saw it. Right. I would just want to vomit. Like wow. it was so bad. Was but it then pure nausea or did you actually do any vomiting? I, I don't do any vomit. I'm not okay. like a I'm not a big vomiter just in general. Okay. Who likes who is? Yeah. But I mean, I feel like some people like if they feel sick, boom, they can they just, just vomit. Like yeah. sometimes I would like to, but right. it's not it's just not. Well, you just got to that... stick your finger down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh. so I feel yeah. I feel like it, it's been very up and down. Actually, just in the last couple of days, I'm starting to feel better. Mm. Um, but I just can't stop shoving fucking food in my mm. face like every fucking hour. I'm just eating yeah. nonstop, and I'm really scared because I'm already. They say you start showing earlier um, with the second baby, right. and I'm already. I'm, I already have a baby bump. I'm yeah, but the 30- baby bump's not bad. The baby bump is your baby. I know, but It's I've... a very cute baby bump, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're I feel welcome. so cute right you now. Feel cute. I feel incredibly I'm gonna cute. I'm going to try and say as many condescending <laughs> things about your rapid body change <laughs> as I can, and knowing that none of them will be appropriate or make you feel better. I feel pretty good about my boobs. Yeah. I feel pretty good about my boobs right now. That's the one thing that's nice about the first trimester. Uh, They hurt a little bit, but it's like they're not huge yet. Like I told you last time my boobs became like an E. Like at the windows. My mind. That's like carrying two houses around. I know. That's They're like, like, it's too big. It doesn't feel really good. big. It doesn't feel good. There's a certain letter of the alphabet that we all <laughs> should just stop at. Like, that is ginormous. And it's so insane that they can change that much. Like, the whole process. The whole process is pretty is insane. really weird. The whole process is really weird. And that's weird. the other thing about pregnancy that I just felt like, <laughs> is that, like, more so than screaming, I don't feel good. I wanted to scream. Does no one appreciate what I'm physically yeah. doing yeah. right now? Like my organs are out of place. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm growing a person. I'm growing a person. I'm yeah. making a nose today. How, how are you feeling? How have you been? Well, you're at, you're at eight and a half weeks Yeah, now? eight and a half weeks. Okay. So I had a couple of waves. By the way, my doctor said morning sickness usually peaks for most people at 10 weeks. So you have oh, some something fun to look forward to. Forward because to. I didn't realize. So with Katie Bell... <laughs> I got nauseous because I was right. I was in New York, so I was riding the subway every day, uh-huh. which is enough to make you want to throw up. Yeah, yeah the, already. the heat and the the heat in the hall, like the yeah. stench. So like, yeah. I was pretty nauseous on the train, or like if I was at, for work. A lot of times, I'd have to go in really early in the morning, and the company would pay for a car, mm-hmm. you know. And so I get in the car, and like I remember one time trying to get into work at like five in the morning and making the guy like stop. Like every other deli, not I mean not deli, but diners. I could mm-hmm. get out of the car, go in, puke, and come back because it was just, oh, the, and it was just movement. It was yeah. movement. Like I, otherwise, I don't remember being that sick. Uh, cure for that though for me was like sucking on peppermints. Mm-hmm. I just carried and not mints, like peppermints. Mm-hmm. It had to be peppermints. Um, and I would just, if I didn't have it in my mouth, like sucking on it, I was gonna throw up. Mm-hmm. This time, and tired last time. Like debilitatingly tired and mm-hmm. hungry. Mm-hmm. This time, I have thrown up. And it comes in, and it's not like, it's not regular. Mm-hmm. Like, it just hits me out of the blue. Like, I remember one time, the first time it really hit, it was like 11. And then it was that day that I watched Supernatural all day. Uh-huh. And it just timed out great that, like, Stefan took Katie Bell away. Because, like, the moment he pulled out of the driveway, I went to the bathroom and totally hurled. Oh. And then, like, was nauseous, like, 
seasick nauseous like the rest of the day and then was fine and then like a couple of days later totally hurled again like in the middle of the day like it was none of this like you woke up and you're throwing up and then your day is perfect (laughs) my day is pretty great everything's (laughs) Um, but it seems to have passed now it's just like i get the general like loopy nausea feeling and again the peppermints help Mm -hmm. um Eating, I I don't remember food cravings last time. Mm-hmm. This time I have to get like. What are you craving? Donuts and like sweets, like sweets. sweets yeah. Um, like last time I remember eating a lot of Mexican food with Katie Bell. Like I liked salsa and salty uh-huh. chips and stuff like that. But like this time it's just all donuts <laughs> all the time. And then uh, and then the tired. The tired is the same as it was last mm-hmm. time. There were I just like in completely. Like, I used to yeah. think it was a joke, like, people in cartoons or whatever, or, like, sitcoms, like, leaning their head against the wall. Yeah. I have, like, stood in the bathroom waiting for Katie Bell to come in to get in the bathtub, just, like, yeah. with my head against the door. Yeah. Trying to support my body. Like, how am I going to get through the next I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. And, and it starts, like, at 2 yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. And then if I take a nap, then I'm, like, wide awake. Also, this, can you hear me? <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> like, oh, last week. I can hear you. I'm not I'm, sure what you're referring to. My breathing to. has just been like. Oh, <gasps> labored breathing. I, I know. Like, I know. I, like I'm like, <gasps> I know. <laughs> it's just. I know. I go up the stairs and I'm like standing there for like I'm five just minutes sitting like, in a chair right now. Yeah. And I think I'm going to pass out. Yeah. Well, this ties back into the, again, the second, the first trimester and why, like, I think it's the time you should tell everybody that you're pregnant. Yeah. Because it's the time where no one knows and you feel the worst. Yeah. And like, and you no need one can help. Be, you need the yeah. most help. It's like when you're like the most tired. It's when you're the most worried. It's when you're like the most sick. Yeah. It's when you're the most like, oh, where am I? Like I have, I've had a lot of like, what am I doing today? Like yeah. my brain just totally, and it's not like thinking about the baby. It's just, <laughs> it's just processing something else. Right. The uh, oh, the other thing I have is the gas. Oh. I did not have last night. I swear I looked like I was five months pregnant by the end of the day. The gas is just looked so strong and uncomfortable. Oh. But um, Katie Bell this morning was like, "Where did your belly go?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's like important because yeah, because you need more help. You need more help. What are some things you're trying to do this time to help? With first trimester, I mean, besides telling all of our listeners, <laughs> besides telling everyone, besides in the telling world. everyone in the world, uh, <laughs> what do what are you what are you trying to do this time? Um, two things. Thing number one is food has become so complicated. Mm. Like there's so few things that sound good. Right. That if there's something that sounds good to me, I just go get it and I eat it. Yeah. And it'll be okay. If Even if it's not like the healthiest thing in the world, right. I need to eat. I'll feel better. You know, in a few weeks, I won't be nauseous and I can focus on eating more leafy greens. <laughs> right. <laughs> like right. right now, it's just kind of like I'm giving myself permission to just, as you say, eat donuts. Right. Um, and that's working. The other thing that's working is and that kind of has to work is yeah. I'm just leaning on Jesse a lot more than mm-hmm. I normally would. Like he's still the same amount of busy at work. He, right. You know, he's still like contributing around the house. But like there have been days where I just cannot get out of bed yeah. and he just has to do everything for Simon. <laughs> right. In addition to all the other things that he's doing. And um, it, at first that was I have to say that was really painful for me because mm. the feeling of like Helplessness. I can't yeah. do the stuff for Simon that I would normally do was like kind of terrifying mm. it just felt horrible 
But when I said that to Jesse, he was like, but I'm here. And I was like, yeah. but what if you weren't here? Like, I, w- what, you know, and he's like, but I'm here. But and I, I And I know that, like, as much as, like, that's that's asking a lot of him, he's, like, happy to do it because he knows that I'm growing a baby. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, a, he's a papa. Right. And B, you're growing a baby. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been really hard with Katie Bell, like, when it's been, like, me and her all day. Yeah, how do and you do that? It, like, short patience. <laughs> like, I'm trying to, like, really zen out on my patience. Uh-huh. Um, well, she's also able to play by she herself She is also to play by now. herself more. Yeah. And so, like, we try and come up with things that are, like, easy to do. It's really being sick. You try and come up with things that are easy right. to do where you can be seated, you know, and, like, you don't have to do a lot of, like, moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, unlike you, I'm, like, just, I'm eating... What I need to eat, what I need to eat. I'm not going to feel bad about it. Yeah. You know, um, I have like this like weird fear of getting as like huge as I got last uh-huh. time. I was looking at pictures like two days ago and I was like, no, my memory is 100% correct. I <laughs> was gigantic. Okay. okay. I do not want to get that you don't gigantic. Do that. I really okay. was like, wow. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, and I am trying to exercise this time, uh-huh. which I didn't, you <laughs> did weren't not do the last before. time. Well, I think that'll make a really big difference. Yeah. And, uh, and Stefan has been really good at like stepping in when I'm like, I'm really tired. Uh-huh. Like if he is around like on a weekend or, mm-hmm. or he's home during the day, he's like, go sleep for an hour, yeah. you know, which yeah. has been really pretty good. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I think this time around, it's just about like, Trying to be, don't feel like you got to do it all. I mean, I left the house in a total shit state before we went out of town because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just, I'm too tired. I yeah. cannot get this all done. Yeah. You know, there's not like cat poop on the floor. It's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I'm not going to get the groceries today. This may be a week where I'm going every day. Yeah. You know, like I just can't get it together yeah. to do it. And like the other day, I actually napped when she napped. Oh. That, like, the first time That's in three amazing. and a half years, yeah. I just was like so tired. There was so much I needed to do. And I was like falling asleep with the computer in my lap. And I was like, yeah. fuck it. Fuck it. That's awesome. Yeah. You know. Rest, eat. Rest, eat. Oh, and here's the thing. This time around, I am going to allow myself to buy the clothes that I want to buy that make me feel good when oh, I need yeah. them. yeah. That's Last a good time one. I'd always be like, I don't want to spend the money. I'm just going to. And then I walked around looking like a clown. <laughs> By the time Feeling it was over. like a clown. No, I'm sure some you of those like... maternity things that you get yeah, are like, here's are just bad. a giant orange shirt. Yeah. You are basically wearing something to cover you, not that's flattering, <laughs> like not that's clothes. Um, this time I'm going to like treat myself to the right stuff at the right time and do it. That's good. Um, well, to help us through the first trimester, our guest later on today is going to be Alice Bradley, the author, one of the authors of Let's Panic About Babies. Um, so she's going to help us figure out all the things that we're probably doing wrong or doing right and help us get through this first trimester. Um, but because we're already feeling like shit, I think we should probably go to our genius and fails for the day. <laughs> Let's do that. All right. Hi, everybody. This is Justin McElroy, and in the rich fiction we've just created, the hosts of this podcast have gone for a little pee break. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. Quick, while they're not looking, slip our comedy in. I'm Griffin McElroy, the baby brother, and stop, I'm the police. What are we doing? This is My Brother, My Brother and Me, where we take questions and turn them into wisdom. 
and make fun of you. We make fun with you? We make fun with you because English is our second language. Well, now it's getting racist. <laughs> we have, we literally had 25 seconds and we did racist with it. So wait till you see what we can do with a whole hour on my brother, my brother and me. We're brothers. We're experts and we're sorry. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. All right, Teresa. Why don't we do our Genius Moments of the Week? Great. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. What is your genius moment of the week? I decided earlier than I needed them to bust out all my maternity clothes <laughs> from last time Get them, go, uh, push them through the wash yeah. so they're all nice and fresh, mm. not wrinkly, um, and put them like where they were readily accessible. And I already went ahead and packed away like anything like Too tight, tight. tight fitting, just because I I knew that like a week later I'd be like. Like, something would be too tight. Yeah. I'd feel really hideously ugly, and I'd be rushing out of the house in the morning to go to work, and I'd be totally stressing out that everything I saw made me feel really fat and yeah. huge, and that I wouldn't be able to find... So anyways, I got everything in place, and I'm totally already wearing maternity clothes. It's like, kind of genius. It's just... And but it's cute. so much more comfortable. Yeah, it's kind of... That is genius. Because Especially the getting... The stuff that doesn't out fit. of there. Out of you there. don't want to be looking at it. Yeah, it's just going to make you feel bad. I know those beautiful skinny jeans I yeah. was getting into earlier this yeah. year. Goodbye. Um, How about you? So mine is the donuts. Oh, the donuts. The, I mean, I had never, I never craved donuts. I haven't had a donut in like, I mean, I cannot remember the last time I had donuts. And then like, the day that I was so sick, mm-hmm. like two hours after vomiting, I was like, I need a donut. Yeah. And I got in the car and went down and got donuts and came back, and I ate donuts, and it made me feel great. Yeah. And then the next week, I was like, Stefan was out, and I was like, I'm so sorry, but you really need to go pick me up some donuts. And he did. And then, like, today, I was like, I just need donuts. Yeah. So I, uh, genius moment one, find a donut shop. Genius moment number two, go and get yourself some donuts. Good job. Thank you. Those are our pregnancy. Those are our pregnancy-themed genius moments yeah. of the week. Uh, let's hear what our listener has today. Hi. So this is a genius moment for the week. Um, so my daughter, who is seven months old, um, has not has been pretty constipated. She hasn't been eating. <laughs> uh, she hasn't getting a lot of water in her food. Ooh. And so her bowel movements are really hard. And so um, we've been trying to give her water um, in a cup, and she'll, she'll take it out of a cup, but, it, you know, she doesn't know how to regulate it, so she kind of chokes on it, and she won't mm-hmm. take water out of the bottle. Um, and so I realized today, as I'm feeding her, why don't I use a medicine dropper? Because she'll take medicine out of a medicine dropper. So I took a medicine dropper, and I started uh, giving her a little bit of water out of it, and she's sucking it down like she's never had water before. So, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, obviously I'm a total genius. And I'm the world's greatest dad. So uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Good job. <laughs> yeah, good job, That's dad. Awesome. That is actually a good problem solving. Yeah. That was very, very good. Yeah. Great thinking. Go dads. Um, well, dad, let's make our let's make you and us feel like shit. I'm ready to feel like shit. I already do feel like shit. I can't <laughs> breathe in here. Fail. Fail. Fail.
You suck. Um, so I was out having a nice little coffee and pastry with mm. my mom who was visiting nice. and my lovely little Simon. Had Simon on my lap. I was kind of sharing my <laughs> uh, my little croissant with him, just little bits of it. And I had decided to have an iced vanilla latte. Um, I took a few weeks off coffee because it was making me nauseous, but now I'm kind of back on. Thank God. Um, and it's wonderful. But... Um, it's this kind of a double fail because I probably shouldn't have even really been having the latte because I'm pregnant and I had like already had like really strong black tea that morning. <laughs> but um, so I'm sitting there having the having the iced latte and then I real and I'm talking to my mom. We're totally in t- deep in our conversation and I look down and I realize I've been giving Simon. <laughs> the iced latte with the straw and he's just been drinking it for like I don't even know how long like I really have no idea how long and he and because I because the way I thought of it is like I'm trying to get it away from him and I start to know he doesn't want to give it up he's like way into it because you know it's a vanilla latte it's like really sweet and really good yeah full of caffeine totally and he's just sucking it down I'm like what he really likes this what and then I was like oh Fuck. Like, I'm not supposed to give this to you. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was that wonderful. Horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you should be like a fail and shame. Yeah, dub- <laughs> double fail and major shame. And now he's like addicted to caffeine. I'm now sure. he's addicted to caffeine. Uh, next stop, crack. Um, <laughs> all right, so. You know, I I think I reported weird bumps on Katie Bell a couple of yes, uh, weeks ago. That we yes. just like I was like, eh, it's, we have cats. It's probably fleas or mm-hmm. something like that. Well, we were again. We were out of town this weekend, and we came back, and I didn't change the sheets after we were gone. Like while I didn't come back mm-hmm. and like change the sheets because mm-hmm. I was really tired when we came back. And I was like, and I know I've seen Onion, the one-eyed cat, sleeping on the bed oh. like this week, like leading up to us leaving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in the back of my head, there's like this little voice that's like, why not just change the sheets before she goes to bed tonight? And then the louder voice is like, you're going to fall down and go to sleep now. Good night. Bye-bye. You know, whatever. So I didn't. And then this morning, (laughs) at breakfast, she's like, my back itches. And I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, eat your breakfast. We'll talk about your back after. Because she was like, you know, she always makes up these excuses to not eat breakfast. So I'm like, after breakfast, we'll look at your back. And then she comes over, and it's just, like, red and irritated, and they're, like, tiny little bumps. And, like, it's either, to be honest, she was also in the sun, like, all weekend. and we Oh, had that's in, another great move, yes, Mom. Yes, we Good had work. her in sunscreen all weekend. <laughs> uh, we really did a great job of sunscreen. So, but it could, it could be so... fleas or sun rash. Either way. Or an allergic reaction to the sunscreen. Or an allergic, oh, now this is the stuff we've been slathering on her since birth. I gave up, like, the specialty baby cream. I was like, my child is always going to be bumpy. Like, I just can't spend $30 on, like, a tiny bottle of stuff. She's she's going copper tone. Um, but, uh, so, sun rash, fleas, possibly worse. Who knows? But this morning I did change the bed and washed everything in the house, actually. Uh, which I, well, I always do after the after that, after the bumps come. Great job. <sighs> I um, had a baby, uh, my second baby. My <laughs> son, uh, my older son is four years old, and uh, he got sick uh, in my baby's second uh, week at home. And oh. he's been really sick, and he had. It turned out he had viral bronchitis, and then oh. he had a really bad ear infection. So he's home all week with me. And the baby. And uh, that weekend, you know, he's feeling well enough to go out and do things, but not well enough to, like, really be at full steam. So he ended up being very whiny and very mm. difficult. And my husband and I were incredibly frustrated with him. 
because he wasn't listening to us. And so we started instituting all of these rewards and punishments for him listening to us and just generally being really frustrated with him. Well, on Monday, he went back to school and he failed the hearing test. So what we thought was our son ignoring us and us getting very, very frustrated with him was actually him not being able to hear because of all the fluid in his ear that was still there, even though the ear infection was no longer hurting him. Uh, very fortunately, two weeks later, he passed his hearing test and he still often doesn't listen to us. <laughs> oh, oh god that's the one i really really feel for that yeah i feel bad about yeah. that that's that if it makes you feel any better though mom out there i know another mom who totally had a very similar situation of like <laughs> kid getting like really mad like not paying attention and they were getting like really crazy with the kid and then it turned out the kid had like a raging air infection <laughs> um all right uh let's do the next one yeah uh, I was putting away laundry in my bedroom with my toddler playing quietly in the corner. And all of a sudden, I heard her say, tutu, tutu, which is her word for her uh, broken Xbox controller we let her play with so she doesn't eat ours. And I turned around, and she was holding my vibrator, which, to be fair... Uh, has buttons, <laughs> sort of looks like an Xbox controller, I guess, but uh, I suppose it's time to put that up higher. Thanks a lot, ladies. <laughs> Bye. Oh, that's pretty good. Vibrators. I wonder what kind of vibrator that is. I'm trying know. to picture I a like vibrator. it. I like the sound of that. Two-handed. I don't know. Maybe it does play games. I don't know. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. Great. Today, we are going to call Alice Bradley, uh, one of the authors of Let's Panic About Babies. Uh, she wrote that with Eden M. Kennedy. Um, it is essentially, I like to describe it as a more hilarious and brutally honest version of the what to expect when you're expecting book, um, including such a wonderful, uh, helpful tips as crotch relief, uh, drawing what you would like your baby birth to be like, uh, which in particular, uh, there's like a baby New Year, like wandering out of a woman's vagina while she reads magazine. Um, and one of my absolutely favorite segments, uh, obviously pregnant equals obviously stupid. Um, so welcome, <laughs> Alice Bradley. Thank you, ladies. Good to be here. <laughs> uh, as always, with all of our guests, we always ask the same two questions. So we are going to do that to you, too. Uh, the okay. first one is, who lives in your house? Okay, how, what kind of creatures are we including? Like we definitely everybody. Definitely. everybody. I want to know everybody who's <laughs> right. invited, okay. invited or yeah. not invited. Oh boy. Okay. Well, we've got first my uh, from in order from biggest to smallest. There's um, my there's me. I'm actually the biggest. My husband, I'm <laughs> I am tall. I am I am the Susan Anton to Scott Dudley Moore. Um, my husband comes next, and then I have uh, Henry, who is ten, going on forty eight, <laughs> and then we have our dog Charlie who is uh, sleeping next to me, and the cat, who is looking at the dog like she's going to kill him at any moment. <laughs> the cat is Izzy, 
And we have a couple of mice who I think are having a really fun time behind our stove right now. And you know, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I mean, I think there's a couple of mosquitoes around. Like spring is here. What yeah. kind of dog is Charlie? Charlie was. We don't a, care about your kid. I know. Tell us more about Charlie. Tell us more about Charlie. Charlie is fascinating. Charlie is, is like at least sixteen. We're not even sure how old he is. Oh. We got him when he was one, but they were like he could be older, so he could actually be <laughs> the oldest dog in, in human history. He's black and white. We don't know what he is. He's a mystery dog. You, people love to stop us and give us various theories about what he is. Like yeah. he's a fox terrier, or he's a, he's adorable. Yeah, we've do got they, a couple of those. Do they do that with your kid? Do they like stop you? <laughs> what kind of what manner of child is that? Manner of child. We have some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you're ten years in. You're ten years in. I'm ten in. years in. Mm-hmm. You're ten yep. years in. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. Feels good. Um, what did you think? Having a kid was going to be like versus what you got. Mm. What you, you, you get? Mm. I really thought I was going to. I, I, I really thought that, that parenting was going to be this process of healing my own childhood <laughs> injuries <laughs> by being the parent I wished I could have had. You know, being the, oh, you know, just understand standing, generous parent, and my child would say, thank you, thank you, mother. And, uh, and I thought we would, you know, I had all these ideas about going to museums and doing all this stuff, and, which we do, but um, <laughs> it kind of turns out, first of all, my son, not appreciative enough of me and how great I am, <laughs> in contrast to my mom, even though I'm always pointing it out to him. Whenever she comes over, I'm like, don't you see how crazy she is? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he's got a mind of his own, it turns out. And he wants to do his own thing, and he pushes my buttons in a way that I never anticipated. I mean, he's, he's charming as hell, and we have a lot of fun together, but, oh, my God. Like, the things he does that are just, in a lot of ways, it's like a repeat of me with my older brother. Like, he does the same oh. thing that my older brother used to do to me. Oh, Dang you, it. And you, you made a bully brother. <laughs> I kind of did. Oh. Well, he does, this, he does this stuff where he likes to just sort of, like, repeat the same annoying sound over and over again, which is, like, something I grew up with. And so it's like, oh, it gets me so much. <laughs> and I am. I'm like, Mom. I'm like, oh, I'm the mom. <laughs> Shit. Oh. Oh. The, uh, so that sounds healthy. Sounds great. Sounds healthy well, and good in the house. <laughs> So, you know, but it actually took my sister pointing out to me, you know, like, you know that's what our brother did to you. Like, that's why it bothered you. And it made it so much easier to deal with. I'm like, okay, he's not trying to torment me. He's just having fun with mouth sounds. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe it's genetic. Like, maybe it's not his well, sound. That's right. He did it from a very young age. And when he was, like, two, I actually think I wrote a blog post about this where he started screaming. He got really enamored of the sound bit. So and we were in a library, and he screamed, bit, bit. And it sounded like he was screaming, bitch, at yeah. me. Oh, yeah. And I was walking around going, he's not saying bitch. Then, then you're yeah. that mom. You're yeah. that mom after <laughs> that. You're the mom who made the kid who, like, yells bitch at you who in yells, public. Yeah. <laughs> bitch at his mother. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I don't respond to bitch, only mama. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, give him a few years before he starts shouting bitch at me. Yeah, him. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know yet, brother. He's just saying that's. Um, well, okay, so you yep. and Eden wrote this amazing book. Thank you. Uh, totally all factual book <laughs> uh, <laughs> called Let's Panic About Babies. And uh, I cannot walk past the cover of it without laughing because the cover 
uh, has a baby shooting lasers. I don't actually, to be honest, I'm assuming the lasers are coming from the baby's eyes yeah. and not the mother's eyes. Uh, uh, that's, that's kind of the beauty of it, the ambiguity, but the, the back cover kind of gives it away because then there's just babies with lasers coming out of their eyes. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's what I was expecting. So this book actually didn't help me. Um, yeah. No, uh, but but I was uh, the book hasn't been out very long. It's only been out a couple of years, which mm-hmm. means you wrote this book. You guys wrote this book when your son was like not mm-hmm. a baby. So yeah, I don't understand. Well, a Teresa and I were talking, and we're like, "A, didn't you block all that out <laughs> like the rest of us?" Uh, I no, you had to. I had to recover first. Yeah. I had to regain mm-hmm. my sense of humor about it before oh, I could yeah. make it. I had to get. There's nothing funny about the first year I having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's an interesting question because I think you do actually need space from it before it's funny. Like, I remember I I got, it's funny, Alice, I got this book as a gift from two different people when I was expecting (laughs) Simon. Um, and And I loved it, but I had to, I had to wait to read the chapter about each phase until I was past it. Because yeah. if I started to go ahead into like what was coming, it was like too painful. Like it was like <laughs> even though they're jokes, like even though they're mm-hmm. jokes, they're they're real. They're real. They're, real. they're, real. they're totally real. Uh, all, all comedy is truth. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. And I think there is, and we've heard that from some listeners too who have like newborns Ugh. and who have said like some of the stuff we talk about on this show they can't really laugh at yet because it's like mm-hmm. too fresh too it's painful like, too much well mm-hmm. so how did you guys write this book like what led to this book when i uh when i had henry i shortly after reading all of the various books and i and i was one of those women and i still am actually like when i worry about something, I tend to obsess. And when I obsess, I read every single book on this topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I read I read so many books on breastfeeding that I was sure that I would know how to do it. And then when I couldn't, it was just like, I, but I read the books and I saw <laughs> all the pictures of the babies on the boobs and I knew the placement. I knew everything there was to know and I couldn't get it done. But I, so I read, um, religiously, I read What to Expect When You're Expecting. Yeah. And I read the two books that made me the angriest was What to Expect Sorry, ladies. And, <laughs> and uh, the Dr. Sears baby book. Mm. And they they were so, they just, uh, you know, and maybe it was the way the way I am and the, the way I took it, but it just made me feel so inadequate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there was something in What to Expect, and this is, we, we directly made fun of it in the book, about, um, you know, not not eating too much junk food when you're pregnant, and it's mm-hmm. something like maybe enjoy one fruit juice sweetened cookie a week. Oh. Yeah, like, oh. like as I'm, re- I'm reading it, like as I'm eating an entire carton of you know donuts. ice cream, like, I've got it in my face, and it's just yeah, and donuts after that, and like what what fruit juice sweetened, and then <laughs> and the Doctor Sears baby book, I'll never forget this. Said something about. If you put your child in a crib, he'll think he's in a prison, which I love oh the idea that a baby God. would even have that association. Right, right. right. The baby's <laughs> like, I know what this is. This is, is a prison. I've seen these. Yeah, because you know from birth. You know. <laughs> Crazy. Right, right. Because it's not, not like the baby's been in a prison for the last nine and a half months. <laughs> but when I was like, when I was a new mother, I was insane. I just think you're like, tech, you're just crazy. And I was like, but we can't put the baby in the crib. And the <laughs> fact of the matter was, that was the only way he was going to sleep. Right. Yeah. He still is an incredibly sociable person 
who, if you're in the room with him, it's party time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I tried to sleep with him, and he would just be like, hey, hey, what's up? Right. Hey. I mean, occasionally we'd have to be in a hotel room with him, and it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, those are the worst. Pretend yeah. to sleep, and you know, yes. he'd lie yeah. in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> and you could just hear him, like, hey, hey, like laughing. And <laughs> mama, mama, are yeah. you there? Mama, yeah. are you yeah. awake? Mama. <laughs> oh. And there's nothing worse. Like, when you're when you're a new mother, you just need sleep, and you're just not getting it. Right. But... Yeah, so I had zero, zero sense of humor, and I was such a wreck that I kept going to the doctor with these enormous hives all over my body, oh, seriously, thinking oh. I had allergies, and she was like, it's just stress. You're st- so stressed out. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, I know, right? right? <laughs> I had no sense of humor. So afterward, like, just realizing how frustrating those books were, it was, it was a conversation I started with Eden, and she was definitely the polar opposite. She didn't read any books, and, you know... <laughs> She gave birth at home, and she does yoga every day. Oh, my and, God. You know, she's very serene. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I think that's what happens when you don't read the books. Right. Serene. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to be the valedictorian of motherhood. <laughs> so that was sort of in our conversations. We had this idea that we would do this book where we were sort of a, the opposing Different, the different viewpoints, right? Like, she'd, I'd be more like the Dr. Ferber, like, <laughs> everything must be regimented. And she would be the more Dr. Sears, like, nurse until the baby's 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that way we also weren't making fun of one particular viewpoint. We were right. making fun of... Everybody's viewpoint. <laughs> the, yeah, we were making fun of everybody. The idea that you could tell somebody what... Yeah. What to how do. to parent. It doesn't yeah. make no sense until you... Because once you, you know, like, once you have your baby, they're like their own... They're like people. Yeah, they're it's all, weird. They're, yeah. yeah, it's weird. They completely do their own thing. And I mean, I think like the the bottom line for all books should be like, feed your kid, tell your kid you love them, and don't hit them. Yeah, like right. those are like, don't let them. Maybe not. Maybe not let them play video games at two. Yeah, like maybe, yeah. maybe. But that's really your parenting. That's really that almost crosses a line. And we've really struggled with the idea of like we want to get some experts on the show, but also everybody's struggling a, with this issue of like. Who is an expert, though? Like, I think because yeah. to be honest, the moment you say I'm pregnant, everybody you talk to is quote unquote a fucking expert yeah. on babies. You know, yeah. like I yeah. can't remember. Like, I mean, outside of the books, all the times people would like come over and see my baby and be like, "Leave him on the floor; they'll go to sleep." And I'm like, "My oh. my kid's not going to sleep like that." You know, just right. they'll cry right. it out. Well, I don't really want to listen to my kid cry for eight hours, so that didn't right. work. You know, like it was just like a right. chaos of like insane things being told to you. Yeah. yeah. And then you get these incredibly prescriptive books that yeah, are like, we're right. going to give you the 12-step program that will get your child to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many variables that they can't possibly take into account. You know, right. it's like, what's the size of the bedroom? What's right. the lighting situation? What's the, what if you have a neighbor upstairs who decides to play their bongos? At That's right. Like, you know, yeah. you just, oh, it's crazy. Um, one thing I li- really love about Let's Panic About Babies is... Um, how it deals with sort of throughout the book um the idea that like when you're pregnant there's something wrong with you like people see you as kind of this like cra- like a crazy like you're a crazy person and An you're idiot. kind of inhuman in a weird way yeah. like there's something there's something happening to you and we don't want to get anywhere and it near makes us that. uncomfortable yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we when i um when i when i announced my pregnancy, I was working in an office, and it was hilarious because all of a sudden, all the men in the office, at least the ones who didn't already have children, couldn't maintain eye contact with me at all. Yeah. Wow. It was yeah. like, yeah. she had sex. 
Yeah, she had sex. Yeah. Oh, she did it. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then when I was visibly pregnant, suddenly I was like this. You know, erotic. I don't know. I mean, I was getting hit on by random. I people. had that too. Literally. Yeah, that's right. I had that too. Like that. I was, was incredibly sexy though. So, yeah, of course, yeah, of course you were. That did not happen to me. <laughs> people just brought me cake at the office. People were like, "Hey, Elizabeth, there's a birthday going on upstairs. Do you want to come up? There's going to be cake." <laughs> Now that's nice. <laughs> let's, let's, well, let's, yeah. let's talk about that. You know, so like, you know, in your book, you do deal a little bit with like the crazy things that people say and the old wives mm-hmm. tales and the whole, like all the like weird shit that starts to happen. Mm-hmm. The moment you announce that you're pregnant, what was like the weirdest thing somebody said to you? What was the stuff that okay. people would say once you told people you were pregnant that you were like, Ugh. I wish you took that back. <laughs> yeah, take, take that back. My, uh, my husband had this like has a bunch of like you know kind of elderly great aunts and we were <laughs> at his at his mother's house for some barbecue or something and it came out that I was pregnant and they, they immediately congregated around me to to throw advice at me and one of them just shouted like I had to find this out first and she had to get it out she said whatever you do you have to eat exactly what you're craving because if you don't eat exactly what you're craving you're going to get a birthmark that's the shape of that food on your the baby's face <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Like That's a hot dog? <laughs> yeah, like hair claw. Yeah, like, like a like a pizza slice. Yeah, a piece on your baby's oh my face. My god! That's and kind she was, of amazing. Oh, and she was like kind of clutching at me. And she was so oh, just. <laughs> and my and then I on the other hand I have my mother who's she's she's Italian. I mean she's like second or third generation, but suddenly she came from the old country the minute I got pregnant. You know, she started <laughs> just like, but she also was like, don't listen to any of them about the sleeping on their backs or whatever. Your baby will sleep on its belly. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And then she's like, and also I drank, you know, Manhattans all throughout my pregnancy and I smoked and I was fine. She got all defensive about it. And I'm like, okay, this explains a lot about how I was yeah, raised right. and yeah. my various challenges. <laughs> that I know you were drinking Manhattan throughout your pregnancy. And, you know, and also, and she would like try to feed me salami and she just got like, it was like she looked up all the new rules yeah. and got mad about got them. Mad about God, and why does that happen? Them. There's something about like yeah. the older generation like, mm. really being so defensive well, about because, any new rules. Because it's like, just like, so if we, we can't just make one generation of mothers feel like shit, yeah. we need every time, so like every yeah, couple of years, we need to come up with something to make every everyone genera- else long after, after your children yeah. are raised and mm-hmm. gone. We should probably still make you feel like shit about yeah. being a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we'll come back for you, old lady. We're going to come back yeah. for you. Don't <laughs> think it's over. You're, Remember you're, what you did. Yeah, Remember? your grown adult child might seem like they're doing fine, but oh, you yeah. fucked you them up. Good. Yep. Yep. Um, well, so let's talk about, let's, let's wrap up with Teresa and I are in our first trimester. Yes. Let's talk about all the different things we're either doing to fuck up our kid now <laughs> or fuck ourselves up or just general first trimester advice. And uh, mm-hmm. this will probably be the only time we ever ask anybody for advice. <laughs> okay. So according to my book, I'm just looking through it because, you know, as you know, I can't remember anything. No, um, no, no, no woman who's had a child has yes, any I have, brain I have, left I have whatsoever. no memory. My memory no. was just shot. I actually used to just like <laughs> signal. I signaled to Stefan with shapes and like <laughs> hand gestures. And he's like, what do you want? And I'm like, you know what I want. Um, we, have a, we have a table about appropriate emotions regarding pregnancy. And I'm looking at this table. I don't think any of you, your categories appeal. So I think both of you should feel, oh, yeah, uh, you, should both, you, you should both feel satisfied. 
Oh, okay. I, yeah. okay. All right. All right. You, I can work on are, that. We have different people here. So I have only, I have a 30-something with considerable financial assets. So I'm going to put you in that category, even though <laughs> you're probably more younger. I don't know. Older. Or let's see, if you were a liberal arts co-ed and you had a partner, you'd be feeling horror. <laughs> and if you were a badger, you'd be feeling apathy. <laughs> um, a nun would be feeling shame. We have all kinds of things here. Uh, tips for the first month or first, let's see, well, okay, you're not in the first month anymore, but it's still going to apply to you. It'll okay, apply. no more, no more recreational x-rays. Oh, um, dang it. Damn. Get rid of all your lead-based paint. Uh, um, remove it. This is my favorite one. I keep getting emails. I still get emails that this people telling me this is wrong. I'm like, of course, everything in the book is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wait, do people avoid. really email you to correct you? Um, well, you know, most of the, yes, occasionally, but most of the emails I get are people <laughs> angry at us about the, the subtitle of the book, which is oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. how to endure oh, and possibly, possibly triumph over the adorable tyrant who will ruin your body, destroy your life, liquefy your brain, and finally turn you into a worthwhile human being. What's wrong with and, that? That's the best. That's well, the best. because, no, but it's all the child-free people who thought, you're saying that people who don't have kids aren't worthwhile. Uh, but I would think, but actually what we're saying is, if you got pregnant, you're just a horrible slut. So like, right. like the baby is going to somehow redeem you. So we're actually making right. fun of the pregnant woman. Not the, right. that's the, so anyway. My favorite part of the subtitle is possibly triumph. Possibly. Like, yeah. I like possibly. how it's just like, well, we all kind of Maybe. know probably not. Probably not going to be I mean, successful. legally, we can't guarantee anything. The line in the book that people keep con- trying to correct me about is it says what to avoid cats cats are a known spreader of trichinosis due to their love of raw park raw pork park raw pork, pork. Tr- trichinosis is a fatal disease that will turn you fat and hairless before it kills you <laughs> people are like none of that's right hey none of that's right guys like, in your oh, comedy book really none of that's none and of that's also correct. Guys, no more endless night trolling for anonymous sex down by the dock. Oh, that's boy. one thing I'm not willing to I'm give up. I'm not willing Sorry. to give that up. I'll give up caffeine. All right. And I'll give up hard liquor, but I will not All give right. up trolling for anonymous. random anonymous sex. Well, Alice, we really appreciate your wonderful insights into the first trimester, so much so that I think we're going to have to have you back to help us through the rest of this pregnancy. Okay. Um, I think we're. I think we should make Alice our official expert. She's our official expert. Okay. I think you're our yeah. official I'm, expert. And you'll just tell us what to do. Just tell us we what don't, to we do. don't want to figure out what to do. Oh, it's no. too hard. <laughs> and uh, and I can't wait to talk to you about the second trimester because that is the the, the funnest trimester. That's yeah. officially all known the sex. as the funnest trimester. Yeah, all the all the sex, <laughs> the glowing <laughs> and the foods and the not being throw up all the time. Yeah. So much glowing. Yeah, it's and all the And all the sex, the glowing sex. All yeah, the glowing sex. It's going to be great. I can't wait. These are all truths. <laughs> yeah. um, well, Alice, thank you very much. Uh, again, she and Eden are the, uh, maybe we can have Eden on as well to help us yeah. with uh, a few things. Um, uh, the wonderful authors of Let's Panic About Babies, which we cannot recommend enough. And uh, we'll have links to her Twitter account and website and all those, and the book, of course, uh, on uh, the podcast. And thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Alice. Thank you, ladies. Bye. Bye. When you I She was
was lovely. She was great. She was hilarious. I'm glad she's going to be telling us what to do for the I rest of this like pregnancy. Told I don't, don't want to have to think about it. Ugh, no. <laughs> um, well, let's ramp today's show up with a rant. Um, great. <laughs> I'm ready. Lay it on. I'm me. ready. I'm ready. Let's hear. It. Let's hear somebody having a mom breakdown. Hi, Teresa and Biz. This is a sad rant, I think. <laughs> it's 12.30 a.m. on Saturday, and mm. I'm just getting home from work. Mm. Everyone is asleep, but I know that my four-month-old is going to be up in between two and four hours oh. and need to eat. And then both my children are going to be up probably within the next six hours oh. for the day. And I told my husband that he could sleep in our four-year-old's room so that he could actually get some rest. Mm-hmm. So I will be up with them. They're both sleeping in our room. <gasps> and I totally want my husband to get some rest. I'm so tired. And I'm definitely working too much. And my husband had to go out and buy formula today because we didn't have enough. Breast milk for the baby. Fine, I don't care that he's had formula or anything, but we didn't have, like, any food to give the baby. (laughs) We had to go get some emergency food since I was working late. And I just feel tired and kind of like a failure. (laughs) So I'm calling you, ladies. That's all. Oh, hang in there, Mom. I want to hug her really badly right now. I know. Oh, God. I'm like, there are so many stressful things happening in that call. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing worse than, like, 1230 at night. There's nothing worse than going to bed no- with that knowing. feeling of knowing that very, very soon, like, very when you're soon. just drifting into your deepest sleep, you're yeah. going to have to get up again. That's... Oh, man. Mom, uh, hang in there. Yeah, you're, you're doing it. You're so doing you're it. You're so doing it. Yeah. You're okay. You're doing great. You're okay. Everybody's doing okay. Yeah. And like, you know, whether you're in the first trimester or whether you're, you know, have eight kids or whether you have one kid or whether you have no kids, <laughs> it, it, it can be, you, it, it can be tough. Yeah. And I think like, what Alice proves so well and what, you know, hopefully we're trying to figure out for ourselves is just, like, approaching all this with a sense of humor and knowing that, you know what, it's hard. And it's kind of funny that it's hard. And yeah. That, and if you can laugh about it, try. Just do it. Because it's, it's really okay. It's really okay. We will not judge you for laughing at us yeah. or at yourself. Yeah. Um, well... One Bad Mother listeners, you are all doing a great job. Yes. And, uh, Teresa, you're doing a great job. Thank you. So are you. Thanks. Um, And we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues, got to low down mama blues, you know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. 
To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.